Hello and welcome to BSD Talk number 10. It's Friday, January 27th, 2006. Alright, today for some news, just want to remind people that BSD Can 2006 will be held on May 12th through 13th at the University of Ottawa, Canada. We've had some status reports released from FreeBSD and NetBSD. The October through December 2005 FreeBSD status report was released, and also the July through December 2005 NetBSD status report. We have an interview today. I'm titling it BSD in School, and we have an interview with Sam Riccio, who works at a school district out in California. So let me get this interview going for you. On BSD Talk, we're talking with Sam Riccio about his use of FreeBSD. So why don't I let you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Sam. I work for the uh, Fort Elementary School District. We use FreeBSD and some NetBSD because it's very platform independent, uh, but mostly FreeBSD in supporting roles throughout the entire network structure that we have here. What got you interested in BSD? Well, it was about the late 90s, and I was working alongside of um, a company that was a subcontractor of Western Digital. And they had a drive logistics system that tracked their drives. And it was the one system I was charged with supporting at the time that I never had a single problem with, or had a single problem with, unless it was a physical drive failure. And it ran exclusively on FreeBSD as well. And at that point, I thought this was just absolutely elegant in its design. And they were able to in-house the product, uh, produce it in-house. They got a computer to do exactly what they wanted to do. And from a sysadmin standpoint of moving files around the world, it was it was incredibly valuable, so I really became attracted to it um, at that point and looked at Linux, like it. I had some issues with the Red Hat package management, and I never had a problem with the ports collection on FreeBSD, so I just stuck with it since then. So how are you using it right now, where you work? Our school, uh, a little bit of background, is um, and it's the Fullerton School District. We're engaging in a uh, one-to-one laptop program. That's where each kid takes home and works with all day a Apple iBook, which is, of course, running Darwin underneath. And the two, uh, the supporting role that FreeBSD can play is controlling all those iBooks. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about the state of education in California, but funding has always been a problem here. And what we do get is a lot of donations from very nice people out there. And we're able to put FreeBSD on these donated pieces of equipment and integrate them into the system to control the laptops. And everything comes under that umbrella of cost. 
and previous deed obviously reliable for us. It gives us the flexibility that if we have money, we can buy Apple equipment. If we don't have money, I can put in free VSD equipment, and the two play nice in the sandbox together. Do you have any people using BSD as end users? Uh, mostly just as a server role. We don't roll any desktops on it because we would have to do a lot of staff development to train them on KDE and things like that if we wanted to roll it on that sort of that sort of thing. But it's completely dominating the server room right now and all of the site's computers. Do you have any issues with the school board or management? Um, some, and I do some internal staff development in the tech department here. You know, the, the, the common line is if I get hit by a bus, what's going to happen to the network? And, you know, we have some people, and, and you mentioned it in one of your earlier podcasts, was the uh, sysinstall program. That, <laughs> that is a very easy program for me to get people started on the BSDs. Yeah, as it says in the man page, it shouldn't be there anymore, but it, I, I've run classes on how to get people, um, how to do installs and things like that, and then we have a lot of uh, documentation. That's a lot of it. You know, I, I create a lot of three ring binders next to each box, all config files, package info, as the front page, the output package info that displays what every piece of software is installed on it, and you know, a lot of the text can bring systems back up. Well, right now we have a really small department, and um, I have three other people underneath me that, or work with me, that can uh, manage systems. And a lot of what I do is also manageable by the Apple GUI tools as well. So as far as the management day-to-day -day input, uh, one of the requirements is that I always make it manageable by um, Apple equipment. So it, we use a lot of open LDAP here. Apple uses it. We use it. The system that controls the permissions, system rights, uh, user accounts for all the student laptops is actually a, an Intel-based piece of hardware. And the Apple GUI that they use can actually be used to manage the accounts on that. So it's not an unbelievably terse environment. I made it so that you could use that. There are other LDAP management tools, but you can use that one. So that, And that's the vast majority of the management. You know, so if like the server dies, then you have to, um, obviously, they'll probably call me, but the day-to-day -day management can be out, you know, a lot of other people can do it with limited experience. How do you manage keeping your systems up to date? Uh, there's a lovely little port called CVS Up, and there's a option on there with no GUI, and I run that via Chrome job. And, you know, sometimes one of the things that is, you know, an advantage of FreeBSD is that unless there's a major security problem, some stuff internal to my network hasn't been updated. Uh, I do have actually a 4.0 box out there that's been running for several years now. That, that's been its uptime. So it's, it's just proven to be unbelievably reliable. It does a very simple job in a warehouse, but there's absolutely no reason that I've had to go out there and actually do anything with that. But the, the main systems, we saw the CD itself. Have you had any difficulty upgrading between releases? Yeah, and sometimes, you know, the traditional build world isn't recommended in the FreeBSD manual anymore. They, um, I, I've, I've actually seen recommendations out there of just doing a binary upgrade, but it's very easy to do. Even if, even if all else fails and you just got a CD and you're able to reload everything and move your com file from one system to another, generally it's not a problem either. You also mentioned some NetBSD? Yeah, that it just, we're able to, um, 
while FreeBSD does do some PowerPC support, it's not a large part of the project. NetBSD is far more fleshed out than PowerPC. And we do have a lot of old Macs that come back in with PowerPC processors. And we, we're able to take advantage of them well, as well as the, the donated equipment that we get in from you know, the Intel boxes. If money fell out of the sky, do you think you would be moving more towards Apple solutions, or do you think you would continue to expand FreeBSD? From a management standpoint, the fully fleshed out GUI, Apple, you know, that's an interesting point. The thing with Apple is they haven't quite, in my opinion, have gotten an enterprise view yet. If, if you look at their management tools, it's limited in its ability to create what they call organizational units. They support them, they just don't have a GUI to manage them. And so I would still continue to use FreeBSD as far as the head-end equipment, but, you know, for storage and array storage and things like that, if money fell from the sky, it would probably go with the Apple equipment just because of the simple interface to it. The whole Apple product has given us an advantage because while the machines are out the door more expensive, none of the systems are susceptible to things, virus, worms, none of the BSD backends that we have as well as the, the Apple laptops. And that's, that, that allows us to put a lot more money towards Ed software for these kids. We're able to dump a lot more money into other stuff that that we don't have to support uh, use to support the uh, the network and things like that. Yeah, I usually consider academic environments to be hostile. Students have an interest in breaking the network, unlike a business. Yeah, you know the kids are the kids are pretty good here. They they you know we have some kids I've caught with little packet sniffer programs and things they've tried to install, but. The open LDAP directory structure manages the, the Apple laptop to the point where they aren't allowed to open any application that they haven't been previously authorized to open. So they can download things that they want, even if it runs within their own user space, it's not going to give them the ability to launch that program. That's great. Are there any other points about BSD that you want to make? One of the big advantages for BSD with us is that it runs on limited hardware, which is always an issue. Because a lot of the stuff that's donated is not a, um, you know, it's not the most latest and greatest equipment. I have schools with 1,200 laptops at them, and all those machines are getting their the, like name service information. It's uh, handing out DHCP on seven different VLANs, and you know it's running on a Pentium 3, and it never goes, you know below 40% processor utilization. It's, 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 it's amazing, and it, man, it handles all of that. So yeah, we're, re we're really impressed by the, uh, the performance of the, the product. Are you using FreeBSD for any routing or VPN? Uh, yeah, we have a VPN. We do, that's to the outside. Uh, we have a satellite, sort of a branch office we can take with us in a box, and that uses Snunnel. We use it for uh, radius authentication. We use it for SQUID, SQUIDGuard, uh, with the LDAP authentication piece for all the student laptops, so we can monitor each student's activity. All this stuff's done on FreeBSD. Samba, file sharing for the business offices, Netatalk for the Apple clients. I mean, it, it's deployed throughout in, in so many different areas. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, I'd like to thank you for talking with us today. Well, thanks for having me. And maybe we'll talk to you again in the future and get an update. Great. You take care. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Well, I want to thank Sam Riccio for speaking with us today. Hopefully that provided some interesting insights as to how you can use FreeBSD 
in your business or school. I want to thank people who have been leaving comments on our website and sending me email. Please send me more or leave more comments on the website. You can reach us, us, I keep saying us as though there's more than one of me. Um, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com, and that's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T. Or you can go to the website for the podcast, and that's bsdtalk.blogspot.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.